This is Banging on the Drum. It is another beautiful day in West Central Wisconsin, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 2 of Banging on the Drum. I am one of your hosts here, P-Dog, with my other hosts here, M-Dog. How you doing, M-Dog? Doing well. Uh, So this second episode is feeling really short, right? Because we don't normally have this quick a turnaround on stuff on what we're doing, but I'm liking, I'm liking the two a week. Keep them short and sweet. I do too. So big blunder on our part last week is we didn't touch the bur- or the Badger game. Oh, shoot. And I forgot to do favorites of the, on the fly, both of them. So I think we just got to hammer out exactly how we're going to be doing the two episodes, but yeah. we'll be good. Uh, we got a pretty good Badger breakdown here for this one. Um, Mike is going to preview the Packer game for you guys. And then we are going to make our picks and get out the door. So, like I said, the structure for next week is going to be a little bit better. But I do think I'm going to like these two shorter episodes a week. And we hope you guys do, too. Yeah, I think the, the two shorter episodes will be significantly better. How are things down south? They are great uh, getting to all my classes. I do. I was just going to. So I was just going to bring up something that I was bringing up to my hot in the streets. I was like, I don't want to miss a class. I want to be like Brett Favre. Because uh, I read back in the day. I can't remember what book it was. It wasn't Gun Slinger because I don't think that one was out yet. I think it was um a biography wait what's what's the difference one autobiography is you know, you- so an autobiography i think you write yourself and a biography somebody writes could write on you i think so yeah so it was a biography and it said far never missed a day of school in uh his whole entire career of going to school so i was like okay i'm gonna do like that from like kindergarten he never got sick once like Apparently never not. played hooky. <sighs> but anyways, he's all right. I mean, I can't remember if we touched this on this show about his little Mississippi scandal. I didn't look up, I look it up, and yeah, I didn't look it up enough to know any better. But anyways, doesn't look good. Looks like I, I read something where it wasn't as bad as it seemed like. But I love Brett Favre no matter what, so. Anything I read, I combat with something. But one of the TikTok videos that was sent to me um, said he was taking money for doing public speeches that he wasn't doing. And they were funneling it to Southern Miss somehow to get a volleyball court, which uh, happens so that his daughter plays for um, Southern Miss or plays volleyball for Southern Miss. So didn't sound good. I'll dig into it a little bit more, but yeah, I, that was, that was my hot in the street. Yeah. I don't know if I have the desire to like 
dig into it, right? Um, looks like he's making some pretty poor decisions, right? So just don't, maybe you just donate some of your money that you made in the NFL to the, to Southern Miss for a new floor. I mean, there's gotta be, I mean, he still makes endorsement deals somewhere. Yeah. Like copper, copper fit and then Wranglers. Yep. And then the shitty razors too, like the, the tough razors. I bought one one time uh, just because Brett Favre was selling it and I was in a pinch and I seen it at a Walgreens in the as seen on TV section and wasn't very good. So is it like a good for like a one-time shave at least? I think it would have actually been decent for what I needed it for, which was like a weekend, but the package, it was so hard to get out of it. I ended up breaking it well taken out of the package. So I guess I can't really say much because I had to use just like a razor in my hand. So I didn't even have a handle. I just had to use the razor from it. But yeah, see, and I'm like a guy that prefers like the 10 cent ones, right? You buy a bag of like a hundred and just use them like two or three times. And those things are perfect, but I don't have a real beard. You know, my beard is pretty, pretty sketchy. So yeah, I don't know. I do the, like as many blades as I can get, Um, but I will. So I'll trim mine down with like a electric razor. Yeah. And then I just dry, I can dry shave when it's, when it's pretty tight. Like once we get videos, you'll see on my face right now, I don't think I could dry shave this. It's just a little bit too much stubble, but, but anything lower than this, I usually can get at it dry. But anyways, what I want to touch with my defensive farp here is I just don't think he's smart enough to come up with that plan by himself. That, think, yeah, that's the problem is that they're using, right? So the governor's in on it and shit like that, too. It's not, doesn't feel good. <laughs> yeah, I, but I'm just curious how they like wrangled Favre into it. Like, I just can't see him having that much of a desire to get Southern Miss a new volleyball court either. I mean, even if his daughter's on the team, but I don't know. Yeah, don't it know. seems weird. Like I said, I haven't looked into it enough. However, I do think Brett Favre is like exceptionally intelligent. I do, in, at least in certain ways. So you don't, you don't make it to the level he's at as a quarterback in the NFL if you're not exceptionally talented, uh, intelligent. Like there's positions that you could not, right? So if you're like a a left guard. Like you could be potentially not intelligent, right? So like, hey, the quarterback says in the huddle, go block that guy this time. That's it. And like, you could make it there, right? There's yeah. a lot. There's a lot of intelligence that has to go into the football side of it. But I do think Favre is one of the last like purely talented guys. That don't get me wrong. There's intelligence behind it. But it's not like studied intelligence. It's like feel intelligence and like street smart to it. Because, I mean, everybody knows the story about him not knowing like what a nickel defense was until his third year in the league. Yeah, that's probably because whatever conference Southern misses in, they probably ran like a wishbone like Brookwood does. You know, it's just. 
but still three years in the NFL. And granted, I don't think the nickname of them was nearly as common as it is nowadays, but like. Right. And he was drunk for the whole first year of his NFL career. Yeah. I, I mean, yes, I think you're right. I mean, he might have been. That, that's some slander, but like the Falcons got rid of him, not because he was untalented, but because he was a mess up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They, they cover that in the book too, but. Anyways, we'll hop off Favre. So how are you doing up in Wilton, Wisconsin? Uh, doing good. Doing good. Uh, I'm going to only end up having to work like three and a half hours because of the training and some other stuff that happened this week. So pretty happy about that. Nice. Tomorrow, nice. Friday. So early day, going to get out, hit the Wilton pool for the last time. No, the Wilton pool has been shut down since July. Shit. We can't do nothing right around here. Dude, we um, might need to do like an investigative series behind the Wilton pool. I, I've seen it. It's popping up hot on people's Facebooks and stuff. Again? No. It yeah. Must be, it must just be the news story that came up, right? I don't remember. But yeah, it was a news story. Yeah. There's only one. I mean, and they, so like, it was like 20 minutes long too. It was ridiculous. No need to have something that long about what's going on. Break it down for me real quick. Uh, yeah. so, so essentially there was a uh, a lifeguard that got videotaped being on her phone in the chair when she was supposed to be guarding, like uh, just like head down, like probably at least 20 seconds, right? That the video was of that it like in it was, this is not something that was uncommon down there. Right. Oh, okay. And so like for her, I didn't see other guards doing that, but like, I definitely did see her. And then some other things happened that like just weren't very professional. So it comes up and the board and the clerk would, who is this girl's mother back her up. And she's making more money than all the guards. And she does the schedule and she's like the pseudo manager. And that's the person that's uh, doing all the shit wrong. And then they all just back her up. And so like other guards kind of lose their mind. They kind of say that they're going to quit if they leave her hired. And so then the board says that they did quit. It was mess. Like it's all in the story. WKBT, I think, does the story on it. Okay, it's all in so there. You're not spilling any tea that hasn't been spilt already. Then, uh, maybe, maybe other than that, like I saw it other times that she was on her phone, but but no huge tea is being spilled. And I, that's the way I'd prefer it. But gotcha. It's like an episode of South Park happening in, <laughs> in Wilton. Yeah, and that's the part that kills me is like, I thought I grew up in a town that was above all that bullshit and it just isn't. It's kind nope. of disappointing. No, no, no. All right, you ready to get to business? Yep. Let's let's uh jump from Wilton to Madison. Yeah. So Badger game breakdown. So we're gonna kick you in the nuts one more time this week. Uh it was not a great weekend for Wisconsin sports. No, Football. Wisconsin sports was fine. Uh, like the Brewers were just fine. Yeah, I was going to say football in general. But yep, football. yeah, the Brewers 
look like they're getting back on track, but we'll have to hit them up next week unless unless you can cover them this week. But uh, uh, we'll get them. We'll get them Tuesday, Monday. Get them. Get them next Monday. But yeah, Badgers pretty piss poor for pretty piss poor performance. Uh, first quarter run game got shut down. I'm giving up some big, big passes on defense. End up finishing the quarter 0-0. We have been pretty opportunistic in the red zone, picking some passes off, which looked like it was going to be pretty promising. And then we come out in the second quarter. Uh, Mertz actually was starting to look pretty good. Like he was dropping some dimes, getting my hopes up. And I was like, oh, maybe this is the guy. Maybe, maybe this is the guy. And honestly, I think he had one pretty bad pick, but they ended up forcing a fumble when the guy picked it off and got the ball back. So he looked good. One bad throw like that. Um, But Madison goes up 14 to seven. Um, The, in the third quarter, it was all Washington. Um, that Nakia, do you remember Nick, think, Nakia Watson? Yeah. Um, former Badger decides to step up. I mean, he didn't really have that huge. I'm, he had a he decent had a, game. Yeah, he, he had like a touchdown, and well, he had two touchdowns, and one of the touchdowns was a thirty-one. Res- 31 yard reception. Wow, I can't talk at all today. And then he had like a short run, but I, I want to say he had like maybe 50 total yards and two touchdowns, but I guess they'll take it. Um, go to the fourth quarter. Wisconsin's down 14 to 17. Uh, start the quarter by missing a field goal. And then we turn the ball over and really never had a shot from there. Um, story of the game Wisconsin couldn't really capitalize on anything um as a team like if you look at the box score like it looks like a wisconsin win i'll gain them 401 to 253 yards time of possession we had it 38 minutes to their 22 minutes and the only thing we really lost in was in penalty yards i think we gave up 10 or 11 penalties for over 100 yards penalty yards but i mean the turnovers usually like sure if you lose the penalties like that. I think Washington state had like gave up 50 yards on penalties, but I think you usually need like the turnovers to not go in your favor as well when that happens, but turnovers were tied at three, three. Um, I had to give a BJ out. It is going to go to Nakia Watson, two TDs and the big TD in the third quarter, put them ahead. Um, just a pretty shitty game. Yeah. Um, they shit the bed. So this is a game you should win, especially if you control the clock the way they did, control the yardage the way you do. We see this happen on occasion. I see a lot. I've heard at least a couple of people like that are essentially done with Badger football until Chris is gone or until um, something like drastically changes and my argument to them is they the same they're the same they've been since 1993. So they win the Rose Bowl in 93 and they have a really good season that year. And then after that, we see 
seasons with five losses, six losses, seven losses. Um, we have these years all the time. This is a down year would be my guess. And we're going to have three or four losses instead of two or three, you know, when we have two or three and we get a third one late, you know, we deal with that a little bit better than if we have four and then win our bowl game, just like, yeah, no, I mean, but it's the same team we've always had. Nothing's changed, but if that's your problem that nothing's changed, then okay. But what do you expect him to do? Do you expect him to be able to recruit the way Alabama does? Uh, we've had the the amount of turnover we've had on like um, on our coaching staff in the last thirty years is kind of ridiculous too, right? For a program that wins the way Wisconsin does, to have four different head coaches would be pretty strange. Yeah, and I mean we were talking about this last year is usually if you want to fire a guy, like give us, give us three better, or just give us a better coach that we can hire that doesn't have a job right now. Um, yeah. And I, don't so know. I, I think the rope gets shorter with Chris because Jim Leonard is there mm-hmm. to see him become a head coach at the collegiate level that like at a big time division one level, like I would assume that's where his next job goes is that, he gets like a Big Ten, Pac-12, uh, SEC, ACC. Yeah. He's not going to get um, like a Buffalo job or an Idaho State or something like that and stay in Division One and just be at like a slightly lower level. He's not going to do that. He's not going to go to the MAC. He's going to jump to a power conference if he goes. Yeah, because I think LSU was already trying to snipe him for a defensive coordinator if, if they, I'm not. Well, LSU did wrong. snipe. They did snipe Aranda, who's now Baylor's head coach. Okay, maybe that's what it was. But I know there was big time schools sniping him for. Well, and, like the, and the Packers tried to hire him as a defensive coordinator, and he turned him down. Yeah. So, I mean, he seems pretty loyal to the program, but but you're right. I mean, I I guess unless he can step straight into uh, Chris' role, then I think that's what makes. Him. That's what makes the leash short is that we think we have the next guy. We think we have the guy that in 15 years, when Chris decides to step down, Jim Leonard's going to go in. Who knows? But but yeah. So the one thing I remember I was excited about is when we hired Gary Anderson. Cause I was like, okay, maybe we finally hired a coach that's going to like change our offense up enough because I mean, the way we're set up, we need everything to go in our favor to, I guess, do they extend the playoffs this year? It's out to 12 teams. No, it hasn't been expanded yet. It might expand in the future, I guess. I, maybe I'm missing something completely, but. Yeah, I should know that. But for some reason I thought something crazy happened early in the year, but anyways, like once it gets expanded, I think the Badgers will start making some playoffs, but like, to make the top four at the end of the season, we need everything to go exactly right. I was kind of hoping we would have a guy that would keep the defense the same, maybe throw a wrinkle in the offense, but it's just not how it goes in Wisconsin. We're going to keep same offense, same philosophy and keep it going. 
Um, so I don't know if that's what people are saying. Okay, we're not going to watch until they try something new. Yeah, but, and that's kind of their attitude. And I just think um, it like it doesn't matter to me how we win as long as we continue to be a successful program. I don't expect us to compete with someone like Ohio State very often. You know, maybe one out of every four or five years, we would like have a good chance at beating them. Yep, this is the year, boys. This is the year we're going to going to take them down. Get them, but yeah, this will be the year we take them down, and then they'll keep us out of the playoff because we lost to Washington State. Yeah, which is kind of fair. Yeah, kind of is. You know, so I don't agree with that necessarily either because if Ohio State loses to like a crap team. They don't get held out. Alabama wouldn't get held out for doing something like that. Like a Miami wouldn't get held out. USC, you're like your blue blood programs. Texas, if they lose to somebody crappy, they won't get held out, right? Notre Dame. But if um, Minnesota would go undefeated or uh, have one loss, beat everybody in the Big Ten, and their losses to like Southern Miss, they, they won't let them go. They figured out a way not to let him go. Yeah. And I guess like we haven't really seen that. I mean, we've seen that to a certain extent, but like I don't think it's ever been like an Alabama team making the playoffs after they lost to a Troy or uh, whatever UAB or anything like that. Usually their losses to like an Auburn or a Georgia or a. So there was a year though that the um, the Big Twelve had three teams with one loss, I think, and none of them got in. Yeah, and yeah. Like, I mean, there, there's been some there's been some crazy shit, but yeah, whatever. That that's a whole a whole episode of my complaints that there should be a sixteen team playoffs, and it should be every single conference winner, and then plus six the at-large six i want to even see the little schools in there so is that what it is is 10 um 10 conferences in like fbs yeah because it's the power five and then the other five is or whatever oh really the power five and then i would have thought there was way more conferences um you want you want me to name them for you no burrs Okay, so we'll look forward, guys. We'll we'll put this Washington State game in the past, uh, and now we are going to focus on New Mexico State, and the Badgers are 37-point favorites. Um, I did a little digging on New Mexico State. Didn't do as much as I, I did on Washington State, but not looking good this year. New Mexico State, that is. So if we if this game's even close, the Badgers are in trouble. So they're 0-3 this year. They lost to Nevada 23 to 12. They lost to Minnesota 38 to nothing. And then they lost to UTEP 20 to 13. like I was saying, don't really have much going for them. They score 8.3 points per game and they allow 27 points per game. Um, on offense, they average 230 yards, 139 passing, or wait, sorry, 127 passing, 
and 103 rushing. So the Badgers basically got them outgunned playing. I guess we haven't played better teams, really, so I guess I can't say that. But anyways, the across the stat, stat sheet, you know, Badgers scored 26 points a game, allow eight points per game, 420 total yards, and then they allow 250. So there's nothing really on uh, New Mexico State's side. I was looking at their quarterback situation. It looks like they got two guys who play a decent amount. Uh, the guy that plays the most is this Frakes. And then, yeah, their running back doesn't seem to be anything special. Receivers don't don't really think they got too many NFL guys on that New Mexico State team. But should be an ass whooping. And I guess we didn't say that about we we were both pretty skeptical. Skeptical. We didn't about think they'd Washington. cover. So my attitude about Washington State was that there's almost no way you cover that game because if you get a big lead, they're going to start throwing the ball all over the place, and your defense getting stops there is going to become way more challenging. Yeah, but I didn't think there was a real chance he'd lose. That's true, but I did reference the BYU game that happened to us and it felt very, very similar to that game, but that was my worst case scenario and sure as shit, it played out. Um, that was on the road though, that BYU game, right? So you're in, yeah. it's like you're playing in a different type of game. So, and I think BYU was a better team. Like, I don't think Washington state's going to go shock the world this year. I could be wrong. Maybe they'll make a little ripple in the uh, Pac-10 out there, but but yeah, I I don't know. But anyways, New Mexico State looks like it should be a cakewalk. Uh, we're going to get into that Big Ten play next week. So not this weekend, but the next weekend where stuff will get interesting. Um, here's where I was going to pass it to you to give us our Packers Bears preview. I know I got the information out late, but I can pull some stuff up here uh, as so, well as. Well, let's do just a quick breakdown of what, what happened with the Packers last week and then what happened with the Bears last So the Bears play in a monsoon against the 49ers. The 49ers hold out like a guy like George Kittle because – Probably pretty dangerous to play on that field. If I think he's got a groin injury. Yeah, don't want to slip and slide and rip it. Like if you slip, if you go to plant and you slip and you like re-aggravate that, like it's a bad idea. So they're not playing at full strength. I mean, most teams aren't anyway. Even in game one, they don't have every guy that they're going to have throughout the season and all their stars aren't always there, right? So – even like Tampa Bay is missing a bunch of linemen already. Um, uh, Godwin's going to be out this week. He was out most of the game. Um, the Packers are missing their tackles. Uh, Irv Smith was hurt for the Vikings before the season began. He didn't really affect the game on Sunday. So what I'm getting at is this isn't like rare that the 49ers would have to come into a game without a good player. But they played in what is essentially a monsoon, and their defense played well enough 
to keep the 49ers in check, came away with some points, came away with some points, and ended up winning a game, a really sloppy game. And the the 49ers just couldn't overcome, like, the weather, I think, is a, a piece of it. They came in and that slowed them down so much that the Bears still had a chance. Uh, the Packers will go into Minnesota and get kind of just run all over until the second half. And then in the second half, the Vikings just coasted to a win. Um, they, the Vikings were able to do pretty much what they wanted to on, on offense and their defense made plenty of stops, right? So our offense was stagnant for the Packers. Um, so going into this game, what I expect the Packers to do is come out and show that our offense is not going to be this thing that like sputters along all season. I expect us to have a bunch of good drives. Um, I don't expect the bears to have much for offensive firepower, right? So the issue last week with the Vikings was we're going to have to keep up with them, right? Our defense needs to get a few stops. Um, in this one, I think our defense needs to get a lot of stops and our offense needs to attempt to show what the potential is. And I think that's a good possibility. Um, Justin Fields, I believe, will have a rough a rough game against a, a defense that is very talented all the way through it. Um, they didn't show it last week against super high-talented wide receivers, but... I think their game plan is going to adjust from here on out. The team is going to be ready to play, which I don't think was the case in, in week one. I don't think the first half that they were ready to play. And now that they have a full game under their belt, all the starters do, I think we're going to see something that looks drastically different for the Packers. And I agree. Um, looking at the injury report, I don't know how much you know about it, but I don't know – like how injured are Jenkins, Lazard, and Bakhtiari? Like I'm looking at Lazard right now, and it said he was limited in practice. Um, so yeah. Lazard was a go early last week and then wasn't, right? So everything that I was seeing was that he was going to play, and then something must have happened, and they decided to keep him out. Maybe they want him fully healed in order to – Start playing, I'm not sure. Yeah. But I don't know why you'd do that after that Minnesota game. Yeah, no. I mean, if he's back, I think uh, – I'm not saying, like, that's going to be, like, the big difference, but I do think that is a big difference when two of our receivers that – I guess I don't have the targets off the top of my uh, head here, but, like, Dobbs and Watson were getting targeted. Um but it would just be nice to be able to throw Lazard in that mix. Bakhtiari looks like he didn't practice today. So yeah, I don't think we're, I don't think we're seeing him this week either. Uh, hopefully I'm wrong and hopefully he comes back better than ever. Checking on Jenkins right now. Um, he was a limited participant in practice today. So both Lazard and Elgin, Elgin, wow, Jenkins, <laughs> we're just going to say Jenkins because the, the words are escaping me today uh, were limited in practice and 
think we might be for oh no looked like it froze for a little bit but whatever if if it glitched there so jenkins and lazard were limited in practice bakhtiari was not in practice and that's what we got for our injury report right, right and it's, and so if like if the bears defense can start putting pressure on the packers like the vikings did we might be in for a rough day on offense again yeah uh, maybe they're going to retool that line a little bit anyway, and uh, a guy like Zach Tom will get a start instead of, I don't know, anybody. I don't know who was even over there. On last Wait, who, who are you talking about on there? <coughs> uh, so, like, maybe they'll retool their line. Like, some of the guys that didn't start, like a Zach Tom, who was a – he's a rookie, had a pretty good preseason – Maybe he'll end up starting even, like, instead of somebody else, right? Yeah, gotcha. Just kind of, like, rearrange it for for the time being. But, yeah, with Bakhtiari, like, who knows, like, if he's ever coming back. I don't don't get that one. Um, Our our former – co-host here was would hammer that one home pretty good but it so when Bakhtiari's out Yash Neiman starts at left tackle uh yeah generally I think that's the case and so and that's your boy there Um, yeah so he just had a good season last year right and so like I just thought if you have a good left tackle a guy who is a plus left tackle in the league that should be a a number one pick, right? So that should be a first round pick. Like you should be able to get rid of him for that. And what does, what does Tom identify for on the line? So he's mostly a guard, right? Could be. Sounds legit. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's a guard, but it looks like if need be, uh, you can slide him to right tackle. Um, But yeah, I don't know. Maybe they'll, like you said, juggle up the line a little bit. I personally, I'll get into my personal opinion. Um, I think the Packers are going to come out and whoop some ass. It's prime time. They got embarrassed last game out. I think the Bears have a little bit of like false confidence from, like you said, playing in a monsoon, not playing against Kittle, uh, playing against a quarterback that I don't know how many did uh not fields, but uh, Lance. Yeah, did Trey Lance uh, start a few games last year? I forget. Yeah, I think he started two or three last year. Okay, so but like a pretty, pretty green quarterback, and they go get that win. But I think the Packers are going to be ready to play in Lambeau Sunday night, and that line. I think. I think Vegas realizes people are like, oh, the Bears are the hot team, especially when you got a city the size of Chicago that's going to get hyped up about it. So you know with uh, legal gambling in Illinois that the Bears get a win and then they get 10 points against the Packers. You know the whole city of Chicago is fucking hammering that game. Yeah, I would agree that – 
they think that they're ready to play with the Packers, and I don't know that that's accurate. Um, but they did play with the Niners, and so I have to like temper my expectations a bit. But I do anticipate them to blow the doors off the Bears. I think that the Bears are going to score. And I said this about the Vikings too, so like take it for what it's worth. Like less than 10 points. I don't see the – and doing that in the NFL is very, very difficult. But I think the defense has something to prove, and I think the offense has something to prove. And I think that's going to like create like a like a dynamic game where the Packers just look awesome. What do you got for a score? And so I think like 30, man, this might be the exact same thing, thing I said for the Vikings. <laughs> 30 to 7, I think. 30 to 7. All right. I'm gonna They're come- going to beat every team in the NFL 30 to 7 this year. Just mark it down here on out. I'm going to go 34-13 is, is what I'm shooting for there. But uh, I think Vegas thinks it's going to be 34, you know, 24-ish or something, something along those lines. But, but all right, that is the Packer preview right there. And from there, we are going to roll into our picks for the week. So this is the bing bong picks for the week. So I don't think we've quite settled on what the loser has to do if they lose the bing bong things. But Mike, you're in the driver's seat. You're plus 600. I'm minus. I don't even know off the top of my head. I'm going to have to go back into the old Google Doc. But basically you have. 710, I believe. I'm negative 710. I believe so. So you have a. 1300 bing bong lead no 1050 oh for some reason i was thinking you were up 600 so you're up like 340 okay yeah 1050 okay so do you want to hammer out the punishment this week it's got to be a bad one Um, so i don't i mean so we we had a lot of fun like creating these punishments and now that the punishments became far more real because i only have to lose to one person like you got such a big lead. Yeah. Yeah. I get, I got a big lead that can go away real quick. I've gambled before. <laughs> so I think this should be the tattoo slash shit your pants. All right. Gamble. That's, that's, so, so that's fine. So and yeah, if we, you can, if, pick you, your if you lose, I might even let you like get off the hook with like a shotgun, a sun drop. No, not that week. At least hammered dog shit experiment. All right. No, we can do the shit your pants or get a tattoo. Okay. I think, I think Pat already <laughs> has one and he's just like, ha, they'll never know. <laughs> oh, that would be a good idea. But no, actually, I don't even know if that would be a good idea. I, I've told my wife about it and she's not very happy about it. Um, shit your pants and no, no big deal. Yeah, and she's seen that before, so um, (laughs) she's still with me. So, all right, Mike, I am going to let you lead it off. Um, So, actually, before you lead it off, we already picked the Thursday night thunder. Um, I put the line down today. I feel like we had it at three and a half last night, or did we have it at four? 
Uh, I thought it was at four. Okay. But yeah, we're going to keep it at four. I can't remember for sure. I looked at him again today at one point. So maybe I just saw it again today. But yeah, yeah I like the, yeah, I like the Chiefs. Um, Chiefs, Chargers tonight. Uh, Chargers at Chiefs. Yeah. Um, and we're going to get you a live update right here quick. And Thursday, that's what I'm going to be Thursday, watching. Thursday night thunder, don't make a blunder, sound the thunder, Chiefs minus four. You love that. I, I did I like that. That's because I created it myself and I feel smart, but also ridiculous when I say it. So, no, I like it. I like it. So, anyways, Mike, so we are going to move to the Jets versus Browns, and the Browns are minus six and a half at home. Who do you got? Uh, so I'm going to take the Browns. I think the Jets are still with this team that doesn't understand or know how to win, and I think outside of the quarterback situation, Cleveland's okay. Might not be good, but they're okay. Yeah, no, I think you got a good point there. I just think it's too many points to give the Browns at home, but I don't really have a great reason for picking the Jets other than I just think it's just too many points for the Browns to get, and I think the Jets can keep it within six and a half. So pretty shitty reasoning on my part, but that's what I'm going to go with. Um, All right, so we got – Tampa Bay versus at New Orleans. Where are you going, Pat? I am going to go with, I thought I had this picked already, but I'm going to go with the Saints. I think they're going to run and control the ball um, and just keep it within two and a half. I wouldn't be surprised if Tampa Bay wins that game, but I do think it's going to be a close game. Um, maybe I'll go with 27 to 28. Whoa, that'll be a really tight game. Um, so for me, I just don't have faith in the saints right now. For some reason, uh, I would imagine that they did the same thing. The Packers did. They came out pretty flat against Atlanta and then they came back. I just do have faith in Tampa Bay winning games for some reason, but I, I did hear some today that. They have like three or four wide receivers that are out, but nonetheless, I am taking Tampa Bay. Like Julio might not play. Godwin's not going to play. Um, and there was one other one, but it wasn't Evans. Evans is going to basically not play because Marshawn Lattimore is going to shut him down like he always does. I think uh, Evans has like three yards and a touchdown against Marshawn Latimer in his career or something like that. Nice. All right, next game we got is the Panthers at the Giants. The Giants are minus one and a half. Where are you going, Mike? So I'm torn on this game, and I think that I'm going to take the Giants just because I picked them to win the NFC East. No, and then after seeing what they did last week, what they came out with a win over Tennessee, right? Yeah, yep, they, they beat him 21-20, uh, drove down late, got a touchdown, went for two to win the game. Okay, yep. Now, now you jogged my memory right there. I knew they'd be like a pretty decent team. Um, I, I don't know. I think they'll be riding high off that confidence. Um, 
And I just don't think Baker's that guy. So See, I'm going to go with the Giants well, as well. I kind of do think he's that guy for some reason. I'm not 100% sure why. I mean, I thought it like, like I said earlier this week, uh, I thought he was going to be the best one of his draft class coming out, but I have since lost that faith. But they did say last year that he was playing hurt throughout most of the season. So I guess if he's healthy, maybe he could be that guy. But I don't think the Browns would have jumped ship on him for a guy with 26 sexual assault or whatever things if they thought he was that guy. So I think a lot of people think that. um, Oh, geez. Now I can't even think of his name. Uh, Watson or uh, yeah, yeah, Watson is that guy. Like as proven that he's that guy, and that the talent is so much greater than the effect he had on society. Which I don't know if I agree with. No, see, I I don't think I agree with that. But before I knew all of that, and I guess I don't even know anything really. But anyways, I thought Watson was going to be like a top two, top three quarterback. Like legitimate. Yeah. Legitimately like two weeks before everything came out. So he was asking for that trade after the season. I was like, the Packers should straight up trade Aaron Rodgers for him just to extend the Super Bowl window for another, whatever number of years, seven, if it's seven years. Right. So Aaron Rodgers plays another four or five and he plays 12. Like let's do it. Like just trade it. Then that stuff came out and uh, I got shit on pretty hard at work because I had an opinion that we should get a sex offender on the Packers team. Like let's go scoop them up. (laughs) Yeah, no, but I mean, I almost would agree with you. Like there'd be very, like I'm a huge Rogers guy. Yeah, me too. Very few people I would have traded him for, but he was, he was looking like that to me. Like he, I definitely watched a couple of games with him where he he blew me away with what he brought to the table. Uh, so the other thing though is like he he wasn't a winner just because he was on the field though. And Aaron Rodgers feels like a winner because he's on the field. T- same with Tom Brady. I don't see uh, Drew Brees is in the same boat. If they're on the field, I feel like for the most part they're winning games. Never felt like that with Watson. Okay, I get what you're saying. So, so yeah, like even him being a great quarterback, Houston still wasn't a great team. Okay, it took me a second. And maybe I'm misremembering, but that's the way it seems now. No, I think when you put him next to the guys that you put him next to, yes, that's 100% true. And I think it's fair to put him there because that's where I was thinking he was going. Like, Like... Mahomes is that guy, and maybe Josh Allen is that guy, but they're the only two in the NFL that I see right now besides Brady and uh, Rodgers. Yeah. Like, they, I, they change the team, not that there's a great team around them. See, I think Russell Wilson kind of can fall into that. Um, we'll see how it goes with the Broncos here, but, right. but yeah. And I last think year he was injured, so we got to kind of throw that out. Yeah, bad thumb. All right, next game we got. I'm going to lead it off, but we have the Patriots minus two at Pittsburgh, and I'm going to go with Pittsburgh, and I'm going to make them my double dog. 
Um, I do kind of think that uh, if the Patriots didn't lose to the the Dolphins last week, this game would have been like minus four, and I would have went with the Patriots. Um, but yeah, I know it sounds weird, but this is how I look at things sometimes. But I do think you know Pittsburgh has a good defense, and I think they can shut down New England. So for some reason, I feel like the the sharps or the casinos or whoever runs the books are begging you to take Pittsburgh. Like they're like, please, please, please just take Pittsburgh. Cause if you take Pittsburgh, we can win. We can win some money back. Just please take Pittsburgh. See, it's they, so interesting they, to hear other people's opinions because I feel like that line, eh, I, I so don't think you're wrong. I don't Pittsburgh think went in and beat the defending like, or like the, the defending AFC champions. They beat them. And New England went in and looked like dog shit against Miami. And so I don't understand where, like, they're getting, like, it's got to be negative two here. Like, this line confused me. I didn't – doesn't make sense. The Carolina-New York line makes perfect sense to me. I think Tampa Bay and New Orleans are both good teams. Makes sense to me. This line does not make any sense to me. Yeah, you just made me think (laughs) that – flip my opinion on it. But anyways, I'm going to stick with Pittsburgh and I'm just going to ride, ride the luck there. All right. Next game we have is Indy minus three and a half at Jacksonville. And where are you going, Mike? So I'm going to go with the Colts. Um, I can't imagine that they lose two games in a row in Jacksonville. Uh, The last game last season, and then this one coming up. So especially with Jacksonville being a pretty poor team, I like the Colts, um, and maybe that's because I listened to a little bit too much McAfee, right? And he's a Colts apologist. Yeah. But I like the Colts a lot, and I expect them to be better than what they are. Yeah, no, I, I agree completely. I think the Colts are going to be a good team. I think they're going to be a Super Bowl contending team before the end of the season. So I'm going Colts as well, running all over them. Uh, next game we have is Washington at Detroit, and Detroit is minus one. And I'm going to go with Washington, uh, kind of the the line trap thing. Like I think people are high on on the Lions just because Dan Campbell and and all of them coming to town. But as much as I like to pick on uh, Carson Wentz for shit in his pants. I do think Washington's just a better team than them. I think they definitely have a more offensive firepower. Um, I guess they do have like a couple things up on like Chase Young is out on the on their defense, and that's gotta hurt them a little bit. But I think people are like expecting the Lions to do really well. And I guess I just need it proven to me first. So I'm gonna take the commies plus one. The old commies. So next game we have is Seattle at San Francisco, and San Francisco is minus eight and a half. And just to touch on Mike's point about the uh, Pittsburgh New England game, this is the game that I thought fit your bill for that. <laughs> but so did yours. Yours, 
you explained yours right, but San Francisco loses the Bears. Seattle um, comes away with a win last week. And, and against Denver, who's, I think, supposed to be a pretty all right team. I picked them to win the division. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it's going to be San Francisco, and I think it's going to be a thumping. Uh, yeah, so I'm, in the, I'm on the same boat as that. I think that Seattle used a lot of juice to win that game against against Denver. Uh, they don't. They're not going to have the twelfth man, which I think affected that game in Denver quite a bit, and affected Russell Wilson. I think Russell Wilson expected to be appreciated at some point during his return, maybe before the game, right? Yeah, like a long ways before the game, and then in the game be booed, but he was booed from the get go right away but that's what happens when you ask for a trade if you want to get out of the city and you're the like the face of the team you're gonna get booed like there's no doubt about it Aaron Rodgers would have got booed like right off the jump coming yeah. back if he would have went someplace else especially if it was week one makes it way worse if they're going back week one yeah I, I just think in the way that Russell left is is just like you can't expect to be that appreciated. That's yeah. He left. He left a wound that's gonna need some time to heal with the people of Seattle. So, yeah. But, but yeah. So we both went San Francisco for that one. Next game we have is Atlanta at the Rams. The Rams are minus ten. What do you got, Mike? So, I'm gonna take the Rams. Um, what I think is going to happen is they got something to prove. They got to make come in and make big stops. I think they're still a good team. I don't think they played any of their starters, and that was evident, kind of like the Packers. I think you need to take a half, play your starters in a preseason game, get them like reacclimated to the NFL to some extent, and then you can kind of roll. Um, and I think the Rams are going to roll. The Falcons. Yeah. And just what I seen from the Falcons last week, like I was saying in the episode earlier this week, I think they're going to be a little bit friskier than people think they're going to be. I think uh, Mariota is not like a great quarterback by any means, but I think he's actually pretty all right. Um, I think with him and uh, Cordero Patterson in the backfield, they can find a way to run the ball. And I feel like they can find a way to keep this one within 10 points. I do like your reasoning behind your pick because honestly, I was getting to the point where I was like, I am picking way too many favorites this week where I'm going to have to take some big points at one point. But that being said, we'll roll to the next game. I got Houston at Denver and Denver is minus 10 and I took the points again. So I think this was the point where my switch flipped and I was like, all right, I'm going to take some big, big dogs, take some points, just start games with some 10 point leads. And my brain is on this game, at least, I don't know where I hear it from, but I hear a lot of people say Houston's actually a good football team with a lot of good football players. And honestly, it's probably the team where I could name by far the least 
amount of football players on their team. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got like three. So I think I'm in that same type. But there's probably like Atlanta, I'd probably get only a couple too. Like it wouldn't be much more than three. There's a few teams in the league like that for me. Um, I'm going to go with Denver. I think they came out and shit the bed. And now they are going to have to go and they got to prove something. I think there's a few teams like that that are going to come out and like, you're going to see a completely different team than week one. And so I think Denver's going to come out and I think both Wilson and Hackett have to prove that they can hack it. Look at you with your puns. Good job, Mike. Just crushing it up there. I know people love those things. So, Yeah, no, I mean, I've been loving them. So next game we have is Arizona plus, or well, Arizona at Vegas. Vegas is minus five and a half, and I'm going to let you lead off, Mike. So this was probably, these next two games are the toughest for me to pick. And I'm not 100% sure why on either of them. Like, felt like Vegas looked good. Arizona looked bad. I should be able to just say, all right, that's the deal. Like, they're good. They're bad. I'm taking Vegas minus five and a half. Um, They hurt me last week. But I'm going to take them. I think Adams is really good. I don't think Derek Carr is going to throw three picks again, especially against Arizona. Yeah, Carr was getting the shit kicked out of him last weekend. Um, I'm on board with you. I think the Raiders are a better team. I think something happened in Arizona where there's a little dysfunction. And Yeah, they uh, told their quarterback he had to study four, four hours a week independently, and then he's like, I already do. And then everybody said, you're lying. Yeah. Yeah. No, I guess. But I, I think, I think it's deeper rooted than that, but, but whatever. Uh, I'm going to go with Vegas minus five and a half. I think they're a good team. I think that AFC West is going to get three teams into the playoffs. So they got to start sometime. So next game we have is the Bengals minus seven and a half at Dallas, and I'm going to go with the Bengals. And kind of for the reasons that you called the Rams winners and Denver winners is they got to get their shit together. Um, going into Pittsburgh, they were in Pittsburgh, right? Pittsburgh didn't go to Cincinnati. And... Not sure. Okay. I, I can't remember offhand. I'm pretty well, sure. Probably. Was, yeah, I'm pretty either sure. Either way, you should win that game. Pittsburgh's got – Trubisky at quarterback, um, you should like that's not a game you should come in and get get beaten. You're supposed to be the the team in the AFC North. Yeah, but anyways, I think they get their shit back together. I think they got a good team, and obviously they were in the Super Bowl last year. And Dak's gone. Yeah, I I don't know. I thought Dallas was going to be all right this year, but I think without Dak. That's a tough seven points to cover. Yeah, I would agree with that. That without Dak, this is going to be really tough. It. I think it all comes down to essentially how like your Trayvon Diggs and uh, Mike Parsons play, right? So if the back end of Dallas plays well, and their defense puts some pressure on Burrow, 
he looked pretty bad against uh, Pittsburgh yeah. when the pressure was like consistently on. And so if they can figure out something like that, then they'll be okay. But if they can't, it's going to be a slaughtering. I'm taking the Bengals, but it, for some reason I wanted to take Dallas. So, but taking the Bengals, I wanted to, and I can't figure out why. Yeah. I don't, I don't get that. Me neither. I can't uh, like. All right. Next game we have, we already covered this one. We have the bears coming the Packers. We both have the Packers. Yeah. And let's not be stupid. You're not going to get us to pick against the spread unless it's like a hundred. Yeah. Right. I mean, we're going to pick the Packers against the spread every time yeah. and take that for what it's worth because we know we're not going to cover every game. It's... So if you're following us for these type of like this, if for this game, like to like get a real thing on, we're not those guys. No, don't follow us for any of the games. I pick basically purely off the numbers and what Vegas is trying to trick me into going. Um, I do have a little feel. Uh, I usually don't hit a rhythm until later in the season when I've got a couple games under my belt. But anyways, next thing we have is Tennessee at Buffalo. Buffalo is minus 10. I think Buffalo is going to thump Tennessee. I don't think Tennessee is the team that they were last year. Uh, And so I think Tennessee is going to stay within the 10. Right, so Buffalo is getting a lot of smoke blown their way, and uh, to some extent, they deserve it. Like they played exceptionally well. I think Tennessee is going to attempt to control the game, and they have maybe the best guy in the league to do that with. And they might have been looking forward to this game a little bit, like thinking the Giants were like a trap game on game one of the season would be pretty weird, but could be possible here. Yeah, I mean, that's where I'm at with it. So I'm taking the uh, Titans plus 10. All right. Next game we have, we're going to go to Philly. We're going to see Sal Palantonio out there chilling in Philly. Um, But we have the Vikings going to Philly. Philly is minus two. Mike, lead us off. So uh, sadly enough, I'm taking the Vikings plus two. I think that offense looked ridiculously good. And I I don't know. I feel like Philly's getting all the hype, and they're not that team. But I I could be wrong there. But maybe the Vikings are getting a lot of hype, and they're not that ty- team either. But I'd like to the Packers to have lost to a good team. So Vikings plus two. Yeah. No, I mean, I was having a tough time with this game because I think these teams are – right on par with each other. Um, And I think it was kind of the number came down to it to me is I think there's going to be more money on the Vikings plus two in Philadelphia, but I didn't realize, I guess you're hearing a bunch of hype on Philly. I guess I've heard a little bit, but I just really do like Jalen hurts. I think Jalen hurts is a good quarterback I think their offense is very interesting. Um, I think they can control the the ball. And I think Philly's going to win quite a few games this year. And that, I think, is the second Monday nighter. 
Um, this next game, I just copy and pasted stuff wrong. So it ends up being our last game, even though I think it's like a. Yeah, the one on the East Coast is first, and then the one in the Midwest is second. Or okay. is that, yeah, because it's in Minnesota, right? Yeah. No, it's in Philly. It's on the East Coast. Oh, so they're both on the East Coast. I don't know. No, but I'm just saying, so the Dolphins-Baltimore, that's not a Monday night game. It is a Monday night game. There's two Monday night games this week. Yeah, but the Monday night games are Tennessee and Buffalo and Minnesota and Philly. I copied and pasted this one. Okay. That's fine. It don't matter. It does matter. Josh Allen performs at night. I don't know. I don't know. You do. You love the times. But anyways, we'll go into so Miami's coming to Baltimore. Baltimore is minus three and a half. I'm going with Baltimore minus three and a half. I think Miami is a good team. I do think that. But I think Baltimore is a better team. And I think Miami is getting some hype off of beating a all right Patriots team at home. I I don't think the Patriots are that good of a team this year. I could see the Patriots being relatively poor this year, but I guess that's a prove it to me. Prove to me that you're bad before I can like admit that you're bad. I want to say Mac Jones is terrible, but he played okay, right? He didn't um, I mean, he didn't last week. Yeah, but I mean but yeah, he has played yeah. all right. Like he's like I I I flipped to being you, Mike, and you flipped to being me. But yes, I, I think Mac Jones is a, a pretty all right quarterback that's gonna be that is gonna be a good quarterback. I hope not, but um I don't know why I hope not. I hope all people succeed in all things they want to do, but Look at uh, you. I know. That even goes out for you guys listening. Mike hopes you're succeeding. I do. I really, yeah, 100% with the people that listen to us. They they should succeed in everything <laughs> they're trying to do unless they're trying to do evil shit. Don't do evil shit, though, either. Right? Unless you really want to. No, don't do evil shit. Like, that's pretty easy. You know, don't don't take money from poor families to try to build a volleyball court. Just don't do shit like that. Yeah, no, I'll, <laughs> I'll fold. All right. So, I fold. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm just saying, like, as long as you're tr- not trying to succeed at evil things, go ahead and succeed. Let's all succeed. Let's all do the best we can. I'm taking Miami plus three and a half. They're my double dog. I'm sorry. I've started ranting about stupid shit. No, uh, Mike, they- Mike started giving us a TED talk in the middle of this one. Yeah, I apologize. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm taking Miami plus three and a half. This is kind of a coin flip game to me, I think. I think both teams are good. Maybe we'll see McDaniels. It's McDaniels down there, right? Mike McDaniels. There we go. Not Joe McDaniels, who's in Las Vegas. I think it's uh, not Joe McDaniels. That's, I think it's that's Tom. a guy from. I think it's Tim or Tom. I think it's Joe. <laughs> I know like what you it. want me to do. <laughs> I really don't. But uh, for some reason, I think, it, I think it's Joe, and it's not Joe. I know that. Yeah. Right. Whatever. So there's two McDaniels coaches, though, right? One in 
Um, I wasn't doing that. So your brain thinks like that, not mine. Mike, he, ha- he has a pretty similar name to you. Yeah. So the guy in Miami is Mike. Yeah. And then the guy in Las Vegas is who? Oh, I get what you're saying. You yeah, want I the think re- I th- that's McDaniels too, right? Josh McDaniels. Josh. Dang, man. So uh, Joe McDaniel was my high school ret- wrestling coach. I think that's I just, my brain goes there. But I thought you wanted me to say who's Joe so bad. <laughs> that would have been a good one. That would have been a good one. You would have had me completely just <laughs> would have jumped on it right away. Um, I Maybe he is like a elite level offensive mind and will trick somebody. I'm not sure. But I like. I like Miami taking them as my double dog. It's over three point double dog for me. This is like a rarity. Yeah. Yeah. Could've Mike in the bikes, but I couldn't. It made me usually sick. needs a point or less to make it a double dog. <laughs> yeah, but, half points. But those are our picks for the week. Bing bongs. This is the shit in the pants slash getting attacked to bet. Mike's up. 900 bing bongs already or a thousand bing bongs i am going to try to find a way to keep it posted on twitter been a little busy lately but my schedule is starting to slow down so i think i'll be able to put a little more time into the graphic design department of banging on the drum but as always unless mike has something usually it's as always and then mike says oh i got something well, I only got the thing that I always say. So okay. So no, you can you close us. You kicked us to the end very well last time. So all right. So like I gotta say then. All right. Thank you guys for listening. We love you guys. Thank you for the support. Um, bigger and better things are coming. I promise you. We are keeping this going. We're in the fight. We're in it for the 16 people who listen to us still. So Man, did we lose 16 just because of Riley? <laughs> Shit. Yeah. All right. Bring your friends in. Uh, you can steal their phones. You can steal your spouse's phone. Download it on there. Uh, listen, to, play it on silent for those guys. Um, you could just subscribe to it. That way you don't have to continue to download it for them every time. Just subscribe to it on their phone. They'll be like, why is this popping up all the time? And then just say, just listen to it on silent. And then one day they'll listen to it on live and we'll get a new listener. Like a real live new listener. But anyway, hit the subscribe button. Like us on Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars, whatever it is. I don't know how all that stuff works, but if you like us, let us know. Uh, And if you're doubting the Brewers, the Badgers, the Bucks, or the Packers, you can eat our shorts. Roll it. I like that. All them suckers that doubted the Packers came need my shorts. All them suckers that doubted the Packers came need my shorts. Beat them. All them suckers that doubted the Packers came need my shorts. Eat my shorts.